Hello. Hello. All right, you ready? Robert, I'm always ready, Robert. Don't forget your tagline, bro. I never forget my line, bro. <laughs> Joe, he has some cool things to tell us. Tell us. All right, and of course, this boom it or move it is. All right, and of course, this boom it or move it. How many, how many, how many? right, and of course, this boom it or move it. You had a little rhythm to that going. You like that? Yeah, loved it. I'm going to record it and put it on the internet at some point. Nope, not, nope. You know where that's going? In the blooper reel. Blooper McTrooperstein, baby. Welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week, we discuss the game update, balance changes, the changing meta, and more. Bada bada. Boom. Boom! And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CLNSmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 79, baby, let's Go. Do we know anything about the number 79 before we get emails and pings on Discord that tells us that there is, in fact, something special about this number? Do you know? I can safely say <laughs> I do know something. What? It's one less than 80, baby. Ooh, I like that. That's good. It's good enough for me. It's good enough to start episode 79. That's all I got to say about it. I would agree. Mm-hmm. So what's up, man? I feel like I haven't talked to you in, like, a couple days. Yeah, man, it's been busy, you know? What are you doing? You working? Like, like you go to a place where they pay you to do things for them? You know, every once in a while, you might just not have to sit around at the house, like, doing nothing all day. So, <laughs> you know, you might have to get in a car, go to work, do some things for, you know, a few hours of the day. Right, right. Um, may or may not be, yeah, extremely busy. I thought you were going to say extremely exhausted, which is also true. Both are factually correct. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's been brutal, dude. I've been working like 8.30 in the morning to like 11.30 at night every day, except Sundays. I, don't, I really, I truly do not know how you do it. You know what you gotta do, dude? You just gotta like, every once in a while, you just gotta, like while you're at work, you just gotta like walk away from your computer. You just gotta go into the bathroom. Yep. You gotta look yourself right in the mirror. And you just got to say, boom. I knew it. I knew that was your motivational speech to yourself. Why would it be anything else? Just got to, that's, that's like the subtle refresh you need. And then once you, it's amazing that little, that little like one minute thing is so incredibly impactful. You just get this second burst of energy and you just, you're, you're good. It's crucial. You know, you know what I do? Tell me. I do all the same things from when you walk into the bathroom. But when I'm in the bathroom, I just sit down and put my head between my legs and just worry about the rest of the day. You know, that sounds like, that sounds like not owning the problem. No, it's avoid. It's total avoidance. Total avoidance. Total avoidance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. And you're like, 
I'm going to go now. Yeah, I'm out of here. Count me out. <laughs> That's funny, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but don't count us out with Clash Royale. Boom. How's everything been going in the game, man? How's your week in the arena? Week's been pretty good, man. I don't know how, but I've been able to play a little bit more than I've been able to play previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still using Pompeo's Balloon Cycle deck. I'm currently sitting at around 4,500 trophies. Uh, the clan is currently sitting at around 5,200 clan more trophies. Nice. And I didn't play ladder all that much this week, but there was a ton of stuff in the game, and I know we're going to get to it, but like new game modes, new things... I- I had a ton of fun this week, and for probably once in a very long time, it hasn't been in the ladder, right? Like, I don't have enough time to, like, devote to the ladder, right? The ladder is always, like, a grind to me, and because I don't have a ton of time to play, I'm just like, I'm not going to play one ladder match right now. It's just not worth it. What's ladder? What? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been playing ladder either, man. It's, uh... It's a grind. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing, Rob. Uh-huh. I see what you did there. Are you picking up with them putting down? Rob, I always pick it up when you put it down. <laughs> Except for that time. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. So how's your week been, dude? Uh, not too bad. Um, like I said, I haven't really been playing ladder. It was really just to like kind of maintain my A, my self-respect, and B, my trophy count a little bit. Uh, currently sitting at 4438 trophies right now, so close to 4500. Hopefully, I pass that crest at some point. Um, but dude, get this. Are you ready? Ready. I got two Ram Riders this week. Really? Yeah. How? One from a war chest and one from my season end draft chest. Nice, dude. Yeah. The game's trying to tell me something. Rob, you should play the Ram Rider. I think so. I think or, so. Or, or. You should trade them. Oh, that, right. Yeah. It could be telling me that. I was, I was going to say that the game is telling me to go pick up a snare from my local Amazon store. Snare would be cool, but... That'd be fun, right? Yeah, like a bola snare. Yeah, like imagine if you had one of those and you could just like throw it at people. Not like a snare from a drum set. No, that's a totally different level of snare. Kind of snare. Right. It might be the same level, though. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Although with all the music that I've been doing, you would think that I would need a snare at some point. Perfect segue. How is your music coming along? Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, we are rocking and rolling, hundred percent. You cannot just say rocking and rolling, dude. What am I supposed to say? You're the only person I know that can say it as well as you can. Rob, if you're rocking and rolling, that means you're moving and grooving. You're hipping and hopping. You're high flying, and you are limousine riding, baby. Let's go. Well, we're we're certainly working on it, and the song that we're working on is coming out fantastical right now fantastic and i love everything about it yeah dude we're having such a good time it feels so good to just be like in the moment and writing music again and having somebody to work with and bounce ideas off. it's literally like working with you but just you know one of my friends that i've known for a long time wow so just not me no you're two different levels of a relationship with me man your friend and brother you got double work here right that's called like the double whammy Yeah, it's like me being your brother and your best man, you know? I got two responsibilities at that point. Keep you alive, but make sure you're having fun. Well, you did both, because I'm still alive. I think so, yeah. You're here. You're here. (laughs) You're still here, (laughs) rocking and rolling and moving and grooving. And everything else in between. And everything in between. Um, But also, aside from the music stuff, um, I also got the new emote from the challenge, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But dude, the clan is 
ripping it right now. Yeah? Yeah. The trophy count for Cast Royale 1 is 5,590 trophies. Wow. Yeah. You guys are killing it, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how high we're going to keep going, but right now we are having such a blast on the ladder. Well, everyone's having fun except for me. I feel like I'm getting really frustrated with war recently. War? Why? Yeah, because I just feel like it's very monotonous now. And it's becoming yeah. the same thing over and over again. And also, sometimes I feel like the game deliberately puts me against something that's directly a counter to my deck. Mm. Sometimes. Sometimes. And those are usually the times that I lose. Well, that's expected if it's your counter deck. Yeah, so whether that's true or not, I would never know. But all I'm saying is it feels like that, and it makes my emotions go through the roof. I can't even tell you how many times in the last week I went back into the chat after I finished my war battle, and everybody's like, you know, the standard stuff, like, good job, good try, not a bad run, blah, 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 blah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and, I, you know, that always makes me feel a little bit better, but every time I'm just like, I think I'm just going to stop playing war. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that... I know they change it every month, right? It's different game modes for collection days and stuff. But I agree. I just feel like it's the same thing all the time, right? And once anything becomes the same thing all the time, and you want to know what else? It's not even that it's the same thing all the time. It's that it's literally every other day. Yeah. And so if you are in a clan with 50 people and it's hard as a clan leader to tell those 49 other people that, hey, guys, we're just going to not do this every other day. Right. Uh, because they want to, right? Or at least a combination of some people might want to. And so, you know, if you participate every single day, collection day, game, collection day, war battle, collection day, war battle, it's just monotonous, right? Uh, it becomes less fun, I, I find. So truthfully, taking this small break from like ladder and clan wars, just because I've been so busy with work, actually is making me enjoy the game a little bit more because I'm playing it less, and so when I play it, I'm not getting as mad all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fair. The grind isn't getting to me as much. Right. And I, I think maybe I'll take that tip, and, you know, I'm not going to, like, stop playing or whatever and not do wars, but maybe I'll just be a little bit more selective with when I do a war. Right. You know? But hey, we got to keep pushing, right? Can't stop, won't stop, baby. Got to keep making that climb. That climb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was... Like you said, a ton of stuff that happened in this game, and it feels like it happened around us and we didn't know what was going on. So we had multiple events, balance updates, and a game update. So let's start with the simple stuff. So we had the Lunar New Year event. Dude, this was cool. This was a lot of fun. The Year of the Pig, right? It is the Year of the Pig. It is the Year of the Pig. Do you still say Happy New Year? I'm, I feel ignorant even asking this question, but is it Happy New Year? I said Happy New Year to the folks that I work with. Oh, well, that's nice. All right. Well, Happy New Year, everyone, to all those that celebrate the Lunar Year. I just feel like even if it's not like the proper way to say it, you know that the gesture is nice. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. But we got a lot of cool stuff for this. Yeah, we did. Dude, we got new emotes. And they're all pigs. They're all pigs. And some of them, one of them is dressed in a dragon costume, just like you, you, know, you would have for the Lunar New Year itself. You got the one from the challenge. What did you think of that one? I use it all the time. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I actually enjoyed these. When I first saw them, I was like, this is kind of weird. Um, like these, because they're not really the, I just didn't think it was like Clash Royale theme. But then I was like, wait a minute. We have so many hogs. in the Yeah, game. there's lots of hogs. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Um, and then we also got multiple exclusive shop offers that ranged from like $2 all the way up to $50, maybe even $100. I don't even know if I saw all of them um, because they periodically changed throughout the last couple of days. Right. But uh, I remember one offer pretty distinctively, and I kind of want to kick myself for not purchasing it. Which one? So it was 100 gems, two legendary chests for one ninety nine. That would be a dollar ninety nine cents. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I saw it. I saw the dollar sign. Didn't even register that it was two dollars. Otherwise, I would have more than likely bought it because that's a ridiculous deal. No matter how you slice it, it's a fantastic deal. Yeah. So. And I really like that the deals now seem to come with more gems than they did before, right? Like before it was just chests and gold, but now it's gold, gems, tokens, chests. It's like a combination of everything. Oh, and by the way, sometimes there's emotes, right? Right. Yeah, they definitely seem to be um, not giving away, but offering more things in the shop for those offers now. And I'm really, really digging it. I agree. And they're doing it in a tiered format, right? Like you said, ranging from $2 to $50. And yeah, while $50 is something that I personally wouldn't spend on the game, um, I can choose any of the other ones. And I just feel like it's a, it's a better business model. I know we've talked about this so many times, but I just think it's the, the, the perfect way to do it. It really is. Um, and then on top of that, the highlight of the Lunar New Year event was the new Hog Race Challenge. I loved this challenge. I hated this challenge at first. Okay. And the reason why is because I just didn't understand it. And I felt like it was the game mode when really in reality, it was, of course, it was just me. 99% of the time, it's you all the time. Yeah. The problem existed between the keyboard and the chair. You've mentioned that before. Normally you mention it when it's me being the issue. This time though, Rob. Yeah. It's you. It's definitely me. <laughs> this was a cool game mode, dude. It, it, it was really cool, and it was tiered, right? So the first part of the challenge, you just had to get three wins. You couldn't really lose, which was nice. Um, and it was draft, which was fantastic because it lets you practice picking the right cards to craft a deck. Then the second stage was also draft, but you needed to get more wins. And then once you were done with that one, you got to the third stage where, get this, you needed to make your own deck, but you got to make your own deck based on every single card that's in the game. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, super smart too, because A, it's giving you practice building decks, and B, that practice is based on all of the decks that you faced or built in the draft version of the challenge. So what did I do? I just built the deck that got me through challenge one and challenge two and lost the first time. Pretty gloriously, actually. I lost three games in a row, which was really sad. And that's the thing that made me not like the challenge. Uh, However, because this challenge was only 30 gems, it was a no-brainer to do it again. So I did it the second time, and I made it all the way through. And I was so proud of myself to be able to say that I got that emote. Dude, to be able to put that emote in chat after I won was one of the coolest feelings. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's a fun thing to be able to say, right? I mean... It's a cool challenge. It was meant to be fun. You couldn't lose the first time. The first two were draft. And the third one, you had access to everything. And it's a new game mode, right? Like, you want to be able to play that as much as you possibly can, at least while it's out, (laughs) right? And to be able to do it for 30 gems as opposed to having 
you know, ridiculously overpowered rewards, but the gems being 100 to enter, that would have limited so many people from being able to do it. Right, and especially since it's introducing us to what they're referring to as the new game mode, right? And also, it's in celebration of uh, of the new year. So I don't think it should have been 100, so I'm glad they didn't do that. Agreed. So let me ask you, aside from the actual challenge itself and going through the whole process of quote-unquote winning, what did you think of the new game mode? So I really liked the game mode. I didn't know how it was going to work, right? Like, I, I, I first saw it, and I was like, oh, well, you know, there's a little hog riding down the the map this isn't going to really be too difficult you know i'll just probably try and put pressure on the opposite side of the hogs um you know i'll i'll defend and attack the same lane as as my enemy mm-hmm. um but i'll just let my other hogs just keep on generating on the other side and eventually kill that tower um but then two of them started spawning and then three of them started spawning and i was like this is ridiculous yeah it was really cool though it was really cool, but I found myself like forgetting to keep track of both sides of the arena because in most matches you're not unless you're playing a you know against a bridge spam deck you're not playing against a dual lane threat constantly right right you might overcommit sometimes your opponent might overcommit sometimes and you might have one or two max pushes where you can effectively get two good counter lane pushes right yeah um but in this game mode. It's constant. Every single push is like a double lane push. It adds more elements to the game, more interactions to the game, more ways to think. It was kind of confusing at some, at some was, points. I was losing, yeah. losing a ton of track. It was um, so hectic. Very hectic. But it, the only thing going through my mind while I was playing this was, oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine if this was double elixir. Like, no. if this was a two times elixir the entire time. Because once I got to... Um, the the double elixir portion of the match right with a minute to go mm-hmm. it was almost impossible to keep track of everything so much was happening i was like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly um and you know it's funny i it's funny that you say that you know you had a hard time keeping track of what's happening in both lanes i actually wound up finding that i when i was winning I wasn't keeping track of what was going on in the lane that already had the hogs going down it. The only things that I would do, though, is make sure that if my opponent put something in that lane to come down on my side, I would make sure that I would at least have something that could defend against that and take care of it. That way I could just let it go, leave it alone. The tower would maybe take a hit or two, and that would be totally fine because now my opponent is also forgetting about my main push on their side of the arena. So I kind of used that to my advantage. Yeah, I think there was so much strategy to this that I didn't even think of it until after I beat it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how I won, but I did. Um, I, I think I used a, um, like a spell bait type deck with the princess, dark goblin, goblin gang, goblin barrel, like that kind of a deck. Oh, nice. And I used a Mega Knight deck. Well, I'm sure you did because the people <laughs> that I was getting destroyed by yeah. were using Mega Knight decks. And I didn't realize how powerful that card would be in this mode. But then I was like, I was thinking about why is it so good? And I was like, well, it does area of effect splash damage plus pushback when it lands on the arena. Right. And splash damage per hit against hogs. So it's like, it's the perfect counter to that entire lane. Like it shuts down the entire push for the hog lane right and if you do it in the right spot 
you could effectively land on the hogs and push them away from the tower, meaning that they have to travel further. And then on top of that, the Mega Knight is doing extra damage because it has more time to do it. Right. This game mode needs to be in collection day battles. How cool would that be, right? Because it's just fun. Yeah. I think that this is, uh, this is a totally different way of playing. And now that I understand it and realize how different it is, now I like it. I agree. And they, should, they shouldn't make it like its own mode. They should supplement it with the draft mode. Like the draft mode should be this mode with the hogs. That would be so fun. You know how they typically have the classic mode and the draft mode? Just mm-hmm. make the draft mode with hogs. I would love that. I would also love this to replace... What's that other mode that we have? The, we have a double elixir mode or rage mode? Yeah. It could well, easily replace sometimes. one of those. Yeah, but it could replace one of those. I mean, how often do we see touchdown? Not, not often. Not often, but it happens every once in a while. I kind of feel like it's on par with that level of rarity. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So last thing that we got is what is oddly referred to as the new season tourney. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It is okay. We're going to run out of names eventually. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We almost <laughs> run out of a name every episode, so. Yeah, almost every single time we cannot come up with a name for our decks, by the way, and the episodes. So I thought this was pretty cool. Like, at first I was like, yeah, what's the point? But then at the same time I was like, well, it's, you know, you can get free rewards if you participate. Um, and I think we had mentioned this at one point, like the more the merrier, right? If you're going to have uh, a season end thing, it's pretty cool to just welcome in the new season with a tournament where you can start off by getting a few extra tokens and a few extra, you know, gold just to keep things moving. Totally agree. But that certainly wasn't the biggest news that happened in the last week, week and a half. It was not. No. We also got a ridiculously cool game update. Yeah, dude, this was awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, so let's just kind of go in order because everything's kind of spelled out for us right here. So we got a brand new arena, right? So it's called Spooky Town, which is fantastic. I'm happy they didn't go with Spooky Arena. I think Spooky Town is a lot more fun. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And you play in Spooky Town when you are at 3,600 trophies. So that would mean this is in between... Electro Valley, which is at 3,300 trophies now, and the Legendary Arena, which is at 4,000 trophies. So right in between those two arenas. Yeah, I thought this was perfect, right? It's a new arena. It's spooky. They hadn't had anything like this before. And to be honest, with like the Royal Ghost and the Tombstone, like they have all these like spooky type of cards, like Bats and Night Witch, but they never had the spooky themed arena to go with it. And Spooky Town is, is, is totally a fit. Yeah, and it almost makes me wonder if we're going to see more cards that are themed towards this arena. I always, th- t- to your point, I always think adding new arenas that are totally different themed is a fantastic idea for that specific reason. Because in the future, you can always come up with a new concept or card idea that can fit into one of these themes, and it makes sense. Yeah, um, I think maybe one of the only arena types that we don't have right now is a water arena, right? We have fire, we have like dusty bone bowl type of thing. I mean, we they've have got ice. One. They have ice, right? Ice like- Joe. Ice Joe is not water. No, no, it's all water. It's just water in a different form. 
Right. Well, there's liquid water and frozen water. You're right. I know. But also wrong. Well, right. (laughs) (laughs) Who's on first? I don't know. Their base. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, I actually, I've played in this a couple of times, not because I've made it to 3,600 trophies, but because I played in some friendly battles that had it, but I love it. And I love the theme music that plays once the battle actually starts. Yeah, me too. It sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. So get this. Because they had to move the legendary arena up to 4,000 trophies to make room for the Spooky Town arena, all of the chests that you get when you're in the legendary arena now contain more cards and gold. Ooh. Yeah, so that's a big win. And then also, we're getting a new card. New card! Dude, the wall breakers are coming to town. Literally, Spooky Town. You know what's funny about the wall breakers? Obviously, they're from Clash of Clans, but I've always wondered what type of role they could even have in this game. But I think they nailed it, dude. I think they nailed it, too. I'm still waiting for some sort of wall, though. Yeah. The fact that they're called wall breakers. I mean, I know why they're called wall breakers, because it's literally the same unit as in Clash of Clans. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, they're not breaking down walls. It, they're they're literally only breaking down a building or a tower yeah that's fair (laughs) they should be like building breakers (laughs) right tower breakers tower but then then you don't get the building right and you need that yeah because they'll like they'll get attracted by tombstones and bomb towers and all the fun stuff in between right um but they do a pretty good amount of damage like if you throw them down and they're not touched they do a pretty good amount of damage on the opponent's tower yeah and there's two of them so Good luck with that, guys. There is two of them. Mm-hmm. And it's coming sometime this month. Coming to a theater near you. Rated PG. For pretty good. For pretty awesome sauce. <laughs> no, that's P-A-S. Right. It's not even a rating. Well, depends on what your rating system is. <laughs> it is now. P-A-S. I like it. There you go. Rated P-A-S. For pretty awesome sauce. So I can't even <laughs> say awesome it seriously. <laughs> Come on, Rob. Work, work on your poker face. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. So we're also getting two new game modes, one of which we actually talked about already. So Year of the Pig is actually called Year of the Hogs. So Royal Hogs keep spawning on both sides of the arena. Um, And then the other game mode is called Mini Collection. Yeah, Mini Collection's weird, but really cool at the same time. Yeah, and honestly, I think this is a great way to kind of practice war without being in a war. Agreed, but it really depends on how good the cards are just like you would have in war i mean if you just have a terrible selection of cards that don't synergize so well but Mm -hmm. your opponent had gotten very lucky and could make a meta deck so to speak um well your chances of winning are pretty small the problem is you don't know until you're in it (laughs) right but in this game mode don't you always start with 40 cards whereas in a war battle you may not always have 40 well that's a good point right because if you don't have enough participants and you're not winning as many games Right. In war, you might not have collected all 40 or have all 40 have been able to have been used because their levels might be too low. Right. Um, Whereas in this mini collection day battle, they're all the same level. You don't have to worry about your opponent's levels being higher than yours or yours, you know, being higher than theirs. Not that you'd worry about that, but um, everything is available and at the right level. Yeah. So I'm really excited and looking forward to when this particular game mode comes out because I really need to practice my deck making when it comes to wars, and I think that's part of the problem with my frustration with that game mode. Right. Mm-hmm. So a couple of other improvements that actually came with this update. Uh, bro, trading is a lot easier now. It is a lot easier. I mean, the fact that you can now 
request a card and put four different options in for your clanmates to choose from, it kind it's kind of like something for everyone, right? Like when you just put out a random trade with a random card, chances of somebody grabbing that is low, especially now that they have to use their own token. Um, so they're going to want something that they need, and by putting four options in there, makes it easier to have happen. Also, dude, once a trade is completed, it no longer shows in the clan chat. You remember how we used to have like just hundreds of, of, of things in the clan chat that would just clutter it up? Yep. Even after the trade happened, it would show as like completed, but it would take up space. It would show it just didn't look clean. Now it's gone. Once it's done, it's totally done. Yeah, uh, and I really appreciate that. The only thing that I've noticed is since they're gone, if you had somebody complete a trade with you when you're not online, you don't know who the trade was with. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's kind of hard to either A, thank someone, or be like, uh, hey, who took the trade that was for someone else? Yeah, so you know what I was thinking? That there should be like a trade log tracker somewhere. I don't know if like... You could have it as a separate thing from your inbox or um, you it know, should maybe just like- be in the clan tab. Like when you tap at the top where the clan thing goes across the top where you see the trophy counts and whatnot, and you could tap and you see the list of all the people that are in there. There should just be a thing, a button that's in there that just says trade log or logs. Right. Because now I don't even know if somebody stole the trade. I don't even know who it is. Yeah, that would actually be a great idea. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. And if not, if they're not going to do something like that, at least make it similar to the way that when you do uh, donations, right? When you leave a request for donations in clan chat and then you go away for five hours and then come back, what happens when you open the game and your trades are completed? It brings up a little message and it says, you've received 15 cards from such and such person. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so and since they're handled by the same button in clan chat, maybe they should be handled the same way in terms of notifications. Boom. If not, we'll take the log. Double boom. And that's not all, though. They added the option to set max losses in private tournaments. So that's pretty cool. Private tournaments are now automatically shared to your clan chat. So I feel like that was a nice quality of life improvement. Yeah, because before you would have had to be like, hey, guys, go into the tournament tab and you can see our tournament. <laughs> right. Um, now it just shows up, which is perfect because sometimes people just don't know that it's there. That, you know, they're not privy to look and now it just shows up. You know, it pops up right there. You can just click on it, join, boom, move on. Bingo. Uh, and then last but not least, the clan recommendations now show up to five clans with your friends in it. I'm a huge fan of this, actually. Tell me why. Because... The search functionality for clans anyway is just tough. Mm -hmm. So if you're friends with somebody and you're wondering how you can just join their clan or request to join their clan, if you search and it has a similar name as somebody else, you never would find it, right? But if you're friends with them, it'll be one of the first ones that shows up. And you don't have to scroll through all the random clans that have just same names as the one your friend is in. You just find it almost instantly, click it, request, again, boom, and move on. I like it. Anything to make search in this game better is always a welcome change. I agree. Oh, and one other thing that I forgot to mention because they added the new arena, um, they had to reshuffle a bunch of the cards around because they needed to put other cards in the spooky town. So the nice thing, though, is that any cards that you've unlocked already will still appear in your chests. So if they happen to have been moved to a higher arena that you're not at yet, but you already unlocked them prior to the change, you still get those from chests, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and I think that makes a ton of sense, right? I mean, you shouldn't 
penalize somebody for a change that you made after they've already unlocked something, right? Right. We are, if you will, grandfathered in. Boom. Mm-hmm. Overall, what did you think of this update? I thought the update was pretty cool, man. I like the new game modes. I like the new card. I like the new arenas. I like shuffling things around. Um, I'm a big fan of keeping things fresh and the quality of life improvements that they have with trading. I know it seems small, um, private tournaments, etc. Again, they seem small, but I think that they impact people on the on the day to day stuff that people deal with most often, which is trading. Yeah. Um, and and making that simpler, making it more clean, making it less cumbersome on people. That's a win. You know what I think? You tell me. I think this update is probably one of the best ones that they've ever had. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, and I, do, and I know that already people are rolling their eyes and they're thinking that I'm over-exaggerating because there are plenty of other updates that had really good things in them and that were really big key features. There's really not many huge features within this update, but the reason why I think it's the best update is because it seems like it's the most focused. Most focused. It seems like they knew exactly what they wanted to do. They picked a handful of stuff that they wanted to fix. They came out with two new game modes that they're going to sprinkle out throughout the months moving forward. They came out with a new card that we, you know, haven't seen in the game yet. One new arena. I mean, honestly, it's to me, it seems very focused and concise and just good. Like everything that's in this update is good for the game. I agree with that. Would you agree that it's also focused? I would agree it's focused. I think it, you know, the changes are all different things, but making it more fresh. And again, that's the, the focus was that they took old things and made them better. They took new things and put them into the game. And keeping that fresh is always good. Right. Tonight, we are sponsored by Robinhood. Joe, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as the 100 most popular. That's right, Rob. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Cast Royale a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at castroyale.robinhood.com. Once again, that's C-A-S-T-R-O-Y-A-L-E dot Robinhood dot com. Thanks a lot to Robinhood for sponsoring our show. You know what time it is? You tell me what time it is, Rob. It's time for Boom It or Move It! Boom It or Move It! And of course, this Boom It or Move It is on the new Balance changes! Balance changes! Yeah, so would you like to read first or would you like to speak first? Well, seeing as the first one is something that I am privy to... I think you should do the first two, honestly. Ooh. I think you need to, because it's really important that you talk about both of these. Deal. Yeah, all right. Number one, Musketeer. 
had her damage increased by 3% and the three musketeers elixir cost increased from nine elixir to 10 elixir. Now the only 10 cost card in the game. Boom it or move it on both of them. I'm gonna hit you with the single, with the double, with the triple, with the quadruple. I'm throwing down the ultra boom. Is this the boom hammer? This is the hammer, dude. It's coming down so hard, you're not even going to know what hit you. I don't know what hit me, but I'm ready to hear it. I called it. You nailed it, dude. You said it. You said, I don't know what they're going to do, but whatever it is, they're going to figure out a way to buff the regular musketeer while also nerfing the three musketeers. And that's exactly what happened is 100% what they did. And mm-hmm. I told you they weren't going to be able to nerf the three musketeers by nerfing the 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 musketeer itself because then it would mess up the actual musketeer. Right. Um so they had to figure out the card. And to change the card, you do one of two things. You rework the entirety of the card mm-hmm. or you change the elixir cost of the card. Right. They increased it from 9 to 10. I think this makes a ton of sense. I don't care that you're not able to mirror it. It doesn't make any sense at all. Most people don't mirror the Three Musketeers anyway. Right. No viable player ever mirrors the Three Musketeers. Why would you ever spend 9 Elixir and do nothing for like 15 seconds and then mirror 10 Elixir of the same card? Right, and then have nothing left in Elixir count to do anything with. Right, like... If you can't properly defend or facilitate your musketeer's push, they just get wrecked. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? So they did that, and then they buffed the regular musketeer. So think of it this way, right? The The regular musketeer buff also buffs the musketeers in the three musketeer card. So by increasing the elixir cost from 9 to 10, they're also getting the increased damage of 3%. So that's, you know, 3% for three different musketeers within that card. Um... But this increase on the 3% is exactly what the Musketeer itself needed, right? Because this card was a low use rate, lower win rate on the Spectrum. I think it was around like a 46% win rate, which is acceptable, but it's on the low end of the the range that Supercell uses in order to come up with like what balance changes should be. What I love about this is that it makes Cycle Decks better because the Musketeer is an extremely powerful card. It does so much DPS. And now it's getting even more DPS. So things like the 2.6 Hog Rider Cycle deck um, is going to be even more powerful now, right? All good points, man. So yeah, obviously I love the change. I think most people do as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, but there is one thing. Because they made the Three Musketeers cost 10 Elixir, Mm -hmm. whenever you play the Three Musketeers at 10 Elixir, you actually leak like either 0.3 or 0.4 Elixir. Really? Yeah, and in double elixir time, you leak even more. So because the card costs 10, the game doesn't recognize that you're not leaking elixir. So you have to play it before you hit 10, but you can't because it won't release until it hits 10. Right, but then the game is the one that's actually placing the card on the board. Exactly. So if you were to look at your own replay, you would be able to see that you've leaked elixir every time you play it. So that's crazy. I think a hot fix that they should work on, and I think it's been on Reddit, it's been all over Twitter, is to make sure that when they're played, there is no leakage that occurs, right? Because yeah. that that's that's bad. If I mean, if you're playing a ten cost card and leaking three to you know point three to point six elixir, that's a problem. 
I agree with you. I think it should just be when the card is let go on the arena. That's when in the background it should start to build it up. Yeah, the problem is that there's a lag, there's some delay. There's yeah, there's always something. They'll figure it out, though. Internet and stuff. Yeah. I love this change, too, by the way. Boom. So the next one is the freeze, which had its damage decreased by 6%, and the freeze duration was reduced from 5 seconds to 4 seconds. Boom it or move it? I think I have to boom this, right? I mean, smart people would agree. I would, I would say so. Um, so yeah, I think that this card has just been like way too prevalent in the arena and the, the, the buff that they gave it the last time when they, they made it so that it does damage and keeping it at five seconds, it was almost a guaranteed card in like the majority of decks. And you know, this, this card is really supposed to be a surprise card. And it got to the point where since everybody was using it, it was no longer a surprise everyone kind of assumed that you were facing someone that had that card. So right. they needed to kind of tone it down a little bit. And I think 6% is probably the right amount, although I wouldn't really know. But from five seconds to four seconds, dude, that's a huge difference. And I think you're really going to notice that. You will notice it. And to be honest, it just brings it back down to what the tournament standard would have been for the freeze prior to it getting buffed. Ah, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Right, because when they buffed it, they made it actually inherently better by giving it a second extra buff at tournament standard. Right. That's a huge, imagine a huge amount of time. A second? How many things can occur in a second in Clash Royale? A ton. How many times do you lose by like 0.2 seconds? <laughs> a lot. Multiply that by five and you've got yourself a second, sir. <laughs> Thank you for that mental math, brother. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously you agree. Uh, next one? Next one. So the next one is the Cannon Cart, which had its hit speed increased from 1.3 seconds to 1.2 seconds, so it hits a little bit faster. Boom it or move it. Boom. 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 Easy. Easy boom. So easy, man. The Cannon Cart was just this, like, lacklustered card, and they buffed it, and they nerfed it, and they nerfed it too much, and then it wasn't used. This card should be a card used in the meta. Yeah. It's versatile. It creates really weird interactions with your opponent, especially when they play things like the Hog Rider or the Golem or the Giant, right? I mean, once the once the cannon pops and it becomes a building, it just creates this extra layer of complexity that your opponent has to deal with. Um, and also, this card is amazing at fighting against Expos and Mortars. And you see a ton of those in the meta. So offsetting them with this would be a fantastic option. And like you said, man, it's versatile, right? It's literally the only card in the game that goes from a troop to a building currently. Correct. So it should be used by a lot of people. And I hope that this helps. Although 1.3 to 1.2 doesn't seem like a huge thing, but I feel like it's going to make a big difference considering how long this card can stay on the map. It might not seem like a, a huge thing. But remember this, remember when the Dark Prince and the Valkyrie had a 0.1 second buff or nerf mm -hmm. and they were either used all the time or, or never. never. Right. <laughs> it's a valid point. Good call, sir. So the next one is to our friend, the Knight, who had his hit points increased by 2.5%. Boom it or move it. Boom. 
Tell me why. Because this card deserves it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, let's, th let's think about it, right? I don't even think we need to spend a lot of time on this because I don't think anybody would disagree with this change. This card's job is to stay on the map and stop other things from attacking your tower or other troops, right? It's supposed to be in the middle of things. It doesn't do a lot of damage. Its primary function is to absorb things. It's a tank, right? So what do you do with vanilla cards? If you don't have a lot of hit points, but you also don't do a lot of damage, what do you give them? You give them more hit points, especially if they're a tank. So I think that this is an easy boom. I agree. All right, so the next one is to one of our favorite cards, the Dart Goblin, who had his hit speed slowed down from 0.65 seconds to 0.7 seconds. Boom it or move it? I'm gonna boom it. Ooh, really? Yeah, I think this card is just, I think it's a little bit too overpowered with the spell bait type decks that are out there. Slowing it down just a hair. I mean, it's 0.05 seconds. I was going to say, but you think it's 0.05 seconds overpowered? Uh, maybe. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have boomed it, personally. I would have moved it. But that's just my opinion, and it's not my response time. So we'll go with your, we'll go with your boom, because you have some hard feelings towards this guy for some reason. Not hard feelings, just mm -hmm. 0 mm -hmm. 0.05 feelings. <laughs> okay. Fair. So... I think I've said all I need to say on this. I mean, I hope you see a difference in the arena for yourself, honestly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hope it brings you good luck, good fortune in the Lunar New Year. Boom. Boom. And last, but certainly not least, is the clone spell, which has new placement. This is kind of like a rework. The clone troop is now placed behind the original troop. So it actually pushes the... the original troop forward and creates a clone behind it boom it or move it so i am also going to boom this one yeah yes because i think that the main reason why they made the change from it being on the side is because a lot of times dude there's a lot of area damage happening up front and if you just clone the troop and move it to the side that area damage is going to impact both versions of the troop, the real one and the clone one. With this new version of the clone spell, what's essentially happening is the original troop now becomes the tank for the clone troop. And I think that's really important and you're really going to see clone used a lot more because clones are going to last longer. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, right? Being able to tank for the clone, the clone only has one health, so right. any damage kills it. So. Having a built-in tank, but also the fact that it pushes your original troop forward is amazing because you can actually use this on cards like the balloon. You can use mm -hmm. it on cards like the giant skeleton, things that you need to get closer to the tower for them to be effective. And so basically what would happen before is it would stun the original troop and force it to like move over to the left. So it would stop it from moving forward and it would move it to the left. <laughs> right, yeah. That did nobody any good. Now, it pushes it forward in the same direction that it was currently going in anyway, which adds an effect to the card, which now you have to play around. And I think that that's totally appropriate. I think that this card was kind of shooting itself in the foot, so to speak. Uh, now, with this change, like I said, the original tanks. Dude, could you, 
Could you imagine what it's going to be like facing against a cloned lava hound where it's not as easy to split open the cloned version of the lava hound? Yeah, that's a good point. Although I feel like with the regu- with the lava hound, you want the clone to pop before the regular lava hound. That's true, but it's going to pop beforehand because your opponent is going to do something about it at some point, right? You know, yeah. the, the original is definitely not going to die before the other one, so. That's a good point. So if anything, the cloned lava hound is going to wind up getting extra damage that it wouldn't have previously gotten. Extra, extra, read all about it. We are here reading all about it. So what's your grade since we boomed everything? I'm going to go with a solid A. I think this is definitely an A. This is like 96. It is like a 96. I would agree. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm loving everything about these balance changes. And you know what? I pull back my statement about the Dark Goblin. I'm with you. Boom. 0.05. It was, it was 0.05 seconds too strong. All right, dude. Let's move on to our meta check. Meta check. And this meta check is brought to us by our friend, our boy, Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin, coming to us with the numbers of what's been going on in the arena. Joe, tell us what's up. That's right, man. Our friend, Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin, hit us with the numbers. But not only numbers, we've got exactly what we asked for, Rob. And that is the meta check trivia insanity mode oh dun 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 written in all caps and in all bold letters <laughs> right because you can't say it any other way it's he says it's gonna be fun because it's two years worth of data for the meta check but first we're gonna look at three cards that fell the furthest over the last 12 months we're talking studs and the duds category and let's kick it off are you ready let's do it the night a year ago, the knight was riding high with a use rate of 27%, which means it was appearing in a little more than one-fourth of the decks at the tippy-top of the ladder. But, since then, the knight has seen use rates fall to a disgraceful 2%, which is maybe why we're getting a buff to it. But is 2.5% enough with this use rate? I don't know, Rob. I don't know either, but we'll find out, I'm sure. The question is, will our common hero's recent buff be enough to mount a comeback, or will it be nighty night, Mr. Knight? (laughs) Yes. Devin's on the same page as us, man. I'm digging it. Next up is the log, which has seen its once meta-leading use rate of 52% drop all the way down to 35%. That might not seem like a lot, but consider this. The Barbarian Barrel has been the go-to log replacement by the pros, and it wasn't until about five months ago that it really started taking traction. In fact, over that same five months, the log has declined every single month in use rate, while the Barbarian Barrel, well, that's been the exact opposite, increasing use rate at every single passing month. With that kind of trend, It will be interesting to see how the log will roll. I could tell you, I think that they need to make the log roll a little bit further. That would be cool, actually. Right? That would be a really good distinction. I mean, I know it already goes further than the Barbarian Barrel, but still, let's make it more enticing because two elixir really isn't cutting it. Or make it one elixir. That will not happen. They won't do it, but that's also an option. Everything is always an option. Right, right. Anything else? We've got one more, Robin, and that is the Skeletons, which really isn't surprising. 
once a defensive all-star when they had four of them with use rates of almost 30 percent the skeletons now find themselves at a consistent 10 percent this is all thanks to our dear friend larry oh things just haven't been the same after he left man yeah i know our our hole in our heart is still a void that's right man and Lloyd did throw in an honorable mention. He did say the princess, formerly the most consistent card in the game at a 20% use rate. She now finds herself at a paltry 6%. Yeah, I never see her. I mean, and again, I'm not at the tippy, 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 tippy top of the ladder, but still, I still never see her. Yeah, she's a she's a tough card to, I mean, she's really only used in, in spellbait decks. I think it's bad when legendaries aren't used though, right? Like, isn't that the point? I don't know the point, but I like it. So that's it for the meta check. We won't include everything as always, but as always, we will include the meta check and the numbers in the show notes. So be sure to check them out. Let us know if you have any questions. Bada bada. Boom. But that's not all, Rob. Tell me. It's insanity time. So Devin writes, all right, guys, you wanted insanity? You got it. Rules are the same as last week. We work as a team, except this week, we're going to do a point system, so write down your score as you go along. Okay. I hope you're keeping track, Mr. Accountant. How does the point system work? If we get between what and what, like, what's the rule? Remember we got five last, four last time, and we were, like, experts or something? So, apparently, out of a total of 15 points, here are the ranges for where we could land score-wise. So, zero to one, do you even clash, bro? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Two to four is peasant. Five to seven is ho hum. Eight to 11 is legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Nice. And 12 through 15 is, I would imagine you'd guess this, insanity. I'm ready, dude. It's funny that we got a range for insanity. So we could get the low end of insanity or the high end of insanity. Either way, you're insane. Correct. So are you ready for this? I don't know, but I'm, I'm ready. I think I'm, I'm ready. mildly terrified, if that's even a thing. Right. All right, so he's going to start us out with an easy one. It's true or false. So 50-50 shot, we get this right, right? Right. Wrong. A level 13 expo can destroy a level 13 king tower worth one point. True. True. A level 13 expo can destroy a level 13 king tower. Oh, king tower. I think you're right, though. I mean... I think I'm right, too, because I mean... Doesn't a level 13 King Tower have, like, over 5,000 health? It does. I don't remember what it has. I think it's, like, 5,500 or 5,600, but I just think about how much damage it does to a Princess Tower, and the yeah. Princess Tower gets melted, and the Expo has, like, 20 seconds left on its health. <laughs> yeah, it does last a long time, but is that part of the trick of the true and false question? I'm going with true. You're still sticking with true, huh? Still sticking with true. I also think it's true. So, gut feeling says true. Survey says it's true! Boom! 6,080 damage versus 5,832 hit points. I like these 50-50 ones. Nailed it, bro. I totally went with a gut feeling there. We needed that. We need Joe's gut more, I think, on this show. I wish that was worth five points, not one. Right. Well, it is an easy one. So we got one point. Yeah, I recorded it. Don't worry. Nice. Next one. Enough of the 50-50s, he says. 
What is the only card in the game whose clone does not die to a tornado worth two points? I think I know the answer. Can I give you a suggestion and then you could start thinking of other things that could? Yes. Cannon card. Oh, I like that. Because the tornado doesn't kill buildings, so the tornado would just take the shield off the cannon card and make it turn into a building. But how can that be the only thing that it does that to? Isn't, aren't there other things? Everything else, even like guards, it breaks the shield off and then it kills them. It, it just needs three or four ticks and it I think it hits like every 0.5 seconds or something. So here, here's my rationale. If the guards don't die, then the Dark Prince doesn't die too. And the Royal Recruits don't die. So like, if you start going down that path, it can't be the only card in the game. The only card in the game that is as unique as what you said is that cannon card. And it's the only tech, technically, it's the only card that can turn into a building that can be cloned, right? Like no other card that is able to be a building can be cloned. Yeah, that's a valid point. All right, so maybe we need to go with my gut now. I like your gut. I hope I nailed this. Ready? I, I'm ready. All right. Cannon card! Yes! Dude, nice job. I would Thank never you. have thought of that. Thank you. I am proud of myself. Do you want to read the next one? <laughs> sure. He goes, this one's pretty tricky. Great. What card does the smallest splash damage in the game? All right, this has to be a trick question because he said smallest splash damage, not lowest splash damage right smallest splash damage to me means like radius radius yes so how would you know that they don't have radius like the wizard doesn't it doesn't tell you how many tiles of of splash damage right yeah that's interesting oh my gosh i know the answer what a hundred percent it's the magic archer hmm it does splash damage and it's the smallest radius of splash damage oh i think you're right dude right think about that this is three points if we get this right this is big yeah this is really big because right now in case anybody's following along and can do simple math right now we are in the peasant category we have three points currently so we gotta get out of the peasant category um if we get this right we get three points bumping us up to six which immediately puts us in the ho-hum category are you ready I'm ready. Final answer? I think so. Man, I hope we're right. Magic Archer. Dude. Nailed it. Dude. Wow. 0.25 tiles. Per Clash Royale's website, quote, the Magic Archer has the smallest splash radius out of all of the cards that does area damage at 0.25 tiles. Dude. Nice job. You know what I was thinking? Huh. I was like, what's the only card in the game that I use for splash damage that I can't kill things with? Yep, that's a good way to think about it. Because I never know how to place it because I always place it in a spot and it never is right because the splash damage is so small. Valid point. All right, so the next one Devin says is, with that in mind, what three troops can deal damage to multiple units without using splash damage and we are to exclude death damage so i have a question though 
Could the magic archer also fall in this category because it shoots things straight through, disregarding its splash damage? Nah, I mean, it uses splash damage, right? I mean, that's the point of it. Yeah, but its splash isn't doing that, that damage. It's not doing the straight line damage. It's just doing damage on the 0.25 tiles, right? That's the splash part. So you're talking about the straight line? Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, what else can we say here? The bowler? But the bowler does splash. Oh, I get it. <laughs> you're not talking splash. It's not splash. What other troops do that? So magic archer... Bowler? Is there another one? To more than one... Uh... Hmm. Oh. The Executioner. But... Think about it like this. Let's... Don't think of Splash, right? Just think of three individual troops behind each other. The Magic Archer would hit all three. The Executioner would hit all three. The Bowler would hit all three. Forget about, like, multiple minions all grouped together, right? No, that's a good point. But what about things like the Electro Dragon? That's not splash damage. Oh my gosh, you're right. The Electro Dragon, the Electro Wizard. Right, because the Electro Wizard can hit two regardless of its entry splash damage. Correct. I think you're right. The Electro Wizard, the Electro Dragon, is there another one like that? There has to be, if there's three of them. If there's three, there needs to be. <laughs> oh, the Ram Rider. But does he include that as being part of multiple units? Like, just because it can hit one unit at a time, is that considered multiple units? Or is it like, if she threw one snare and it hit two units, is the way that I would take that? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Uh, I, I get it, but I don't know. Hmm. Like, in my mind, it's like one troop, no other single troop in the game, hits multiple targets. I'm struggling on this one, dude. This one's hard. Me too. Um, and I, th I, I don't think that it's the bowler. Okay. Because the bowler technically does area damage. I agree. I think you're... I, I agree with two, right? Electro Wizard and Electro Dragon. I really think it's the Ram Rider. You think it's the Ram Rider? What if it is the Magic Archer, though? It's the only other card that I can think of that hits multiple things that has nothing to do... Yes, it does splash damage, but it, it the splash damage is something else entirely. Right. I agree with you. But then couldn't the Executioner and the Bowler be the same thing? Yeah, I guess. Alright, you know what? Let's just lock in our answers. It's one point each. Yeah, so we're definitely going to get two out of three. So Electro Dragon, Electro Wizard. Yep, and then are we just going to go Magic Archer? I feel bad, because now I think it's wrong. Well, who cares? We're trying here. We're trying our best, Rob. All right, let's, let's, let's do it. Maybe it's a trick question. Maybe he asked us this right after the other question because of that. Correct. Let's do it. All right, locking in Magic Archer. Are you ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. Electro Dragon, Electro Wizard, Hunter. Hunter? Oh my gosh, it's true. Each of the shells are separate. And I thought about this and just went, no, nah, that's definitely nah, that that's spread area Me too. damage. Me too. Ah! Me too. Each pellet is an individual pellet. Oh, I'm so mad at myself. That's all right. We got two points, dude. It's okay. fine. I'll take the two. So what are we at now? Are we ho-hums? We are at eight points. Eight? We just got two, right? One, three, six, two. Yeah, we're at eight. Nice. We're at eight. Yeah. 
So we are healthy ho-hums. Healthy ho-hums. No, we are legendaries. We're in legendary. We're legendary. We're we're pretty awesome, dude. We were. <laughs> wow, we are pretty awesome. I'm feeling good about this insanity thing now. We 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 literally went right past the ho hum thing. <laughs> wow. I really wanted to be that for like a second. All right. So, next one, he writes. Okay, not gonna lie, this last one's a doozy. What five troops drop weapon items? In other words, non-shield. Upon death, that linger on the battlefield. Are you kidding me, dude? This is awesome. I already know one of them. All right, the knight and the prince, for sure. What's the prince drop? And the P.E.K.K.A. What is the prince drop? No, no, the knight drops his sword and the prince drops his, uh, his joust. His joust pole? Yeah. Hmm. All right, so you're right. I think so. Prince, knight. P.E.K.K.A. What does Pekka drop? His sword? Her sword. Oh, big Pekka. Big Pekka. Oh. I mean, I don't know if these are right, but... Does the royal ghost drop a sword? I don't know. He does have a big sword, and it makes a really annoying noise every time he swings it. Yeah, I just don't know. This is really hard. How did he... How did he figure this out? By trying every troop? Yes, for sure. That would be what he would do. <laughs> exactly. It's dedication, man. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. Would you consider the balloon and the giant skeleton? Because they both die and drop weapon items. They both drop bombs. Now, I get that they're not the same as the other three cards that we mentioned, but I just want you to consider that. I like those, actually. Yeah, I'm not... We cannot leave any stone unturned. You understand that, right? Because... We need many points to get to insanity. All right, I, I need to scroll through the Rolodex real quick. All right, I like that. Because, to be fair, it does not tell us this information. I think the Executioner is one of them. Oh, I think does his... his, his... I think his axe goes on the floor. Okay, I could see that. Which would then mean that the... Unless we are wrong with one of the other ones, it would mean that the death damages are not. Oh, the balloon and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, like I said, no stone unturned, so let's just leave that for a second. Do you agree on the executioner, or am I, am I wrong? I think you're right. Does the bandit drop her bat? Nah, I don't think so. Do any of the flying troops drop anything? No, they just die. Oh, oh! Mega Knight drops his hands. His, his, uh, his spiked hands. Oh, his gloves. His gloves. I think we're right. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So we've got the knight, the prince, uh, Ma Big Mama Pekka. Uh, executioner. Executioner and Mega Knight. All right, let's do it, dude. Lock it in. So let's just say we need four out of five of these to be in the insanity category. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I feel so confident right now. Don't let overconfidence kill you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Knight. Yes. Yes. Drops a sword. Oh. Dark Prince. I didn't know. Oh. Okay, 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 keep going. Mega Knight. Executioner. Oh, no! All right, so we missed we missed the Rascals and the Dark Prince. I forgot that the Rascal Boy drops his wooden sword. Me too. Wow, but we got the Executioner. That was a good job by you. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no, yeah. I, and I got the Mega minute. Knight for a clutch pull. So we got three out of five. 
Yeah. So what are we at? We are at 11. We are at the top of the legendary group. But what's cooler than that is there's a bonus question. Ooh. Apparently worth one point. And that's exactly what we need. That's incredible, actually. So this one question could make or break our insanity. Yes, it could. Okay, so bonus question. What troop will drop an item upon death, similar to the question above, if your opponent uses it, but not if you use it? Oh, come (laughs) on, dude. You know what? I'm totally fine being legendary. This is ridiculous. How would you even know that? How would you know that? I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, are we really going to have to throw in the towel? Wow. Yeah, this is tough. Let's think about it. So, it says what troop will drop an item? Any item. Any item. We've played this game for three years, and we still don't know the answer to this question. This is not easy, dude. Why do I feel like someone's helmet comes off? I think the uh, Inferno Dragon's helmet comes off, right? That's what I thought. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. When Sparky dies, do her wheels stay on the ground? Or something like that? I think so. I don't know, now I can't remember every time that I've thrown a rocket at a Sparky if it leaves wheels on the ground. I I don't know, though, if it's different from, like, you versus your opponent, but... Honestly, I have no other answer. But you wanna know what what I'll say? Hmm. The last time, it was Sparky. It was Sparky. So, look, I'm happy with where we're at right now. So, if you want to just say Sparky, I'm, I think that's probably our best guess. Yeah, I mean, we shot past Ho-Hum, we nailed Legendary, and we're one point away from Insanity. Right. And, and, our, and our other best guesses, we, we don't feel confident in. So, Sparky seems like a better choice. Yeah, I feel like at this point, I'm just making up things that characters could drop. Right, which is why I think, I know I've seen a sparky wheel on the floor before, so I think that that's probably smarter. All right, we could go with sparky. Final answer? Uh... All right, Sparky's gonna be the reason why we lose again. (laughs) Fine, I'll do it. Fine. Uh, You ready? I'm ready. Survey says... It's sparky! No way! Yeah! Dude! Yes! We did it! We're insane! We did it, and we are insane! I feel insane! There were a few questionable guesses there. Many questionable guesses and multiple doubts. I've never had more self-doubt in my life, I think. Wow. Devin! Wow. (laughs) We almost lost. We almost lost because of Sparky. Again! We did almost lose because of Sparky again. But we didn't. Yeah, we nailed it. Wow. Nice job, dude. 12 points. We're on the bottom end of insanity, but that's okay with me. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Good job, dude. Thanks, man. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, where will Devin go from here? Nobody knows. But we're going to leave that up to him. I will not suggest anything because that was the hardest trivia mode ever. Yeah, that was quite difficult. Yeah. I'm going to say that I will not, like, I know we did well there, but I'm going to say that he took our challenge and met it with fierce force. 100%. We had ice, and he gave us fire. Boom. Mm Mm-hmm. So, 
Let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. And this deck is called Go Get a Golem. And it's a 4.1 average elixir cost deck that contains the golem, the cannon cart, the baby dragon, lumberjack, mega minion, barbarian barrel, poison, and the tornado. So Joe, tell me how to be a golem that's a go-getter. All right, man, so this deck is a powerhouse, but because that meta check took much longer than expected, I'm gonna do a very abridged version of this. This is gonna be like the Cliff Notes version of the deck spotlight. This is like a lightning round spotlight. We call it lightning spotlight. <laughs> not, not deck lightning? Or lightning deck? Lightning spot deck. As you can see, we have a horrible time coming up with names. You just never hear about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, this is your typical golem beatdown style deck. The difference is that it doesn't have something like the lightning. And it also doesn't have the night witch. Two cards which you very commonly see used in the golem beatdown decks. But it does have cards that synergize very well with it, like the Poison, the Tornado, and the Baby Dragon. Your main two DPS units are going to be the Mega Minion and the Lumberjack. The Cannon Cart is used defensively and then goes on the offensive counter push. Baby Dragon is used very well with the Tornado and the Poison on top of the Golem. Because if you can get everything on top of the golem, the splash damage is incredible, including the death damage from the golem itself. Start your push in the back, build up the elixir, dominate your opponent. This deck is your three crown victory kind of deck. Don't worry about small damage coming from your, your opponent. You don't have to defend every little one cost troop that they put down. Right. At the end of the day, you want to defend effectively and efficiently so that you can generate elixir advantages turn those elixir advantages into offensive massive pushes ones that your opponent just will not have the ability to defend against and that's the deck spotlight man i will include a much much more detailed write-up in the show notes so be sure to check it out take this deck for a spin because it works really well and by the way rob this deck was number one on the ladder two days ago so works really well apparently nice job Thanks, man. Call it the Cliff Note Lightning Deck Spotlight Deck Lightning Fast Version. Notes Joe of the boom. Cliff. Notes of the Cliff Boom. You say Joe Boom? No. What? Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was great. Uh, and we had no patrons this week, but that's okay. If you would like to support the show, you can go to castrealpodcast.com slash donate, and you can learn about all the different ways that you can help support our show. And that's it, man. Episode 79 in the books. That was a uh, beefy episode. It was beef. Got meat? Got milk? Nope. Doesn't go well with meat. Not, not well with meat, but it was uh, a commercial at one point. It was. It was a very big ad campaign. Huge. That probably sold a lot of milk. A lot of milk. Mm-hmm. Lots of milk. I love milk. You want to know who doesn't drink milk? People that are lactose intolerant? Uh, that's logical. My answer is Larry. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I've been waiting for a way to get Larry back involved with the show, and you just brought it back with milk. Uh, that's what I'm here for. 
All right, well, that's it. If you would like to join our Discord, you can go to castrealpodcast.com slash Discord, and you can learn about the open spots that we have in our clan. Plus, you can talk to our community members and also chat with us, which is pretty cool, I think. Really cool, obviously. Mm-hmm. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at Podcast Royale. That's right. And we say this every episode, but the number one way you can help us reach more people is to leave us a review on iTunes. But also, if you use any other podcast app that lets you like, comment, rate, heart, star, or review, please do it because it will definitely help us out on that particular platform. A huge shout out to clnsmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the latest episodes of our show, you can find them there. And if you're looking for other episodes of newer shows, you can also check them out there as well. And last but certainly not least, a huge shout out to Robinhood for sponsoring tonight's episode. And Joe, that's it. I'm done. This has been a lot longer than I expected, and we both need lots of Zs. Lots of sleep Zs. Tons of Zs, just part of the alphabet, not the whole thing. Are you ready for that? I'm born ready for that. You look extremely ready for it. Your hair is literally all over the place as if you already, it's like your head is already prepared for bedhead. Bedhead. That's, <laughs> I prep my head for bedhead before I get into bed. That way when I get out of bed, I'm not surprised by how it looks when I get out of bed. That's a great way to go into sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <sighs> it's late. While Joe is sleeping, we will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.